You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Mama, mama, Really? Woo! We got two words for ya! Oh, yeah! With Daniel Spencer. Acknowledge me. Jeremy Woman. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut! Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And Linda Kay. Are you boys ready for the grind? And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Wallman. I'm Linda Kay. And I'm Eric Cornish. All right. Uh, and uh, guys, we got a special uh, show today. Uh, I'm excited to have Impact Superstar, a good friend of mine, Mr. Cody Diener, is going to be on the show today. We've kind of teased it for the past couple of weeks. We've talked about it. Our schedules didn't line up, but we're finally got it worked together, worked out. And um, I can't wait to have him on. I'm excited. Very cool. Yeah, he's uh, he's been a great character, and a lot of people don't realize how long he's been doing this. So looking forward yeah. to talking to him about all that. Now, I'm, I'm not only am I excited for that, I'm also excited about something else that happens right now. If you're watching or listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, Wrestlers is available now on Netflix. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can go watch, binge watch the entire series seven part series docuseries of wrestlers that we've been talking about for the last couple months i you know i'm i'm it's finally here guys for real it's finally here it's here i've only been hearing about it for x amount of months uh can't wait to to pop it on when we get done here and and see what all the fuss is about yeah excited yeah i want to see us in it we haven't none of us have have seen it yet so uh it's about time to binge it yeah that's the added excitement just like what will be shown i mean looking i mean i'm sure all of us want to see whenever we all pop up as well even more so and it's it's that time and it's just it's crazy it is finally here daniel so i'm just trying i'm trying to think people like may be listening to this after they've already binged it so they're like laughing at us and the stuff that we did in the show like ha ha yeah, you're a meme now. Who knows? Huh. Could be. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, in the trailer, we saw the Ringside podcast um, logo and um, social media and website being listed up there. But hopefully, fingers crossed, it's also inside um, the, the show as well. We think it is. So, um, so yes, we, we hope we play a big part uh, in that Netflix series. I'm pretty excited. Uh, again to watch it and check it out and see you know how they piece everything together for sure um so uh but uh, you know it, it's um maybe the next week or the next couple of weeks we'll you know we'll have some people on from netflix series wrestlers like you know maybe 
maybe a, a cash flow or a Haley J or a Jesse Goddard. So, you know what? Maybe we'll bring back some way that, that we had on our 100th episode and bring him back to kind of take us to school once again. Maybe we'll bring the one and only Al Snow back on and have him talk about it. You know, I mean, we've, it, why not? Why not? Right. So we'll see. Well, we got some, we got some things in the works for the next month or so. You tell us who you want us to have. I tell you what, if we haven't named the person, how about this? If we have not named the person, that you want on this podcast uh, from or on this podcast from wrestlers that you saw, and you're like, I kind of want to hear more about that person Then hit us up, tell us who you want and we'll get them on the show. How about that? I like that idea a lot. And again, just that anticipation to see, and you're going to want to learn more about these wrestlers. Definitely let us know. We'll do our magic to get them on for you. So you can learn a little bit more than what you maybe didn't quite see on the actual show. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot, um, a lot happening this week. I do want to give a shout out to um, White Plains, um, New York. What a great time Impact Wrestling we had there this weekend doing Victory Road. Victory Road was a phenomenal pay-per-view that led us into our TV tapings for Impact 1000, which is going to be this week on Access TV or uh, YouTube Ultimate Insiders. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be exciting. It's a monumental thing. You know what's cool about Impact 1000? I saw this tweeted out. Brian Myers in Trinity, known as Naomi in WWE, Kurt Hawkins in WWE for Brian Myers, are the only two people to be at Raw 1000, SmackDown 1000, and Impact 1000. You've had people that were at Raw 1000 and Impact 1000, and people are at SmackDown 1000, Impact 1000, and Raw and SmackDown 1000, but not only two people were at all three, and those are the two, Brian Myers and Trinity. So pretty freaking cool milestone that they they, they just accomplished. Whoever Brian thought. Myers, Mr. 3000? I guess so. I guess so. I guess Trinity as well, Mr. 3000, right? Yeah. She called he 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 tweeted out Mr. and Mrs. 1000 because they've been in all the 1000 episodes but I guess if you do the math it is 3000. So well and I I don't we'd have to check I probably not Smackdown 1000 maybe Raw 1000 definitely OVW 1000 Tommy Dreamer. Uh-huh. You know that's right. We have to you check need- on Tommy Dreamer. Check on SmackDown 1000 because I'm pretty sure he was on Raw 1000, and he definitely was uh, on OVW and and Impact. So, yeah, yeah, that is true. That is something uh, we have to we have to see um, if Tommy Dreamer if Tommy Dreamer made uh, our research man is on it. Yeah, oh, I will sp- say Linda K was at Raw 1000. Well, SmackDown, SmackDown 1000. On the audience. <laughs> I mean, I mean, SmackDown 1000 was literally like two, three weeks before OVW 1000. So I almost feel like no, it wasn't probably at SmackDown not. 1000. Yeah, probably not. But Raw 1000, maybe. Yeah. Um, St. Louis, August 2012. It was St. Louis. Yeah, I know. Um, I know Josh Matthews, Heath Slater. Uh, was on Raw and Impact, but they did they both missed out on the SmackDown one. So, uh, oh, Santino Morella as well was on uh, Raw and uh, and Impact, but not I don't know about SmackDown. So the only one that I thought might might have also made that list was was Heath because like oh I bet Heath was on it, but um but yeah he's he was not. So, but yeah it's pretty pretty cool pretty cool. Um, 
Before we bring on Cody, I do want to talk about a couple of news uh, things as we're recording this week. Today, WB the merger kind of went through. Endeavor now owns the WB. It's no longer owned by the McMahon family, although they do have a uh, have a percentage still in the company. But now TK TKO Group Holdings, which is a combine of UFC and WWE, has has been formed today and started. Um, on the even on the uh, New York Stock Exchange TKO, so um, they are uh, that is now the new owners of the World Wrestling Entertainment WWE. I never thought I would see the day that, that Do would you happen. Realize this is the first time since uh, since his father that Vince McMahon has a boss. Wow, you realize that like he like his dad was his boss, and then he has not had a boss since then. Until now, you're right? You're right. Wow, he has a boss now. That's 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 amazing. I still think he's in charge. He's still chairman of the board, so I don't think there's still. But he has to. Yeah, that's that's wild, um, crazy, to think. Um, but Vince is also he's back, like in full force. Uh, you know, making changes, doing things, and and um, you know, it looks like he's kind of. We'll see how WB looks and runs in the next few months to see it, or weeks, I guess, more than months to see if um, he's uh, his influence is going to really change things or not. And uh, and uh, although Triple H is still in charge of creative, but you know, Vince is know. rocking that sweet sweet stash and that dot hair as well. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, other news in WWE, Nia Jax returned this week to Raw, at the end of Raw, so Nia Jax is back. Um, uh, that's that's about all the uh, I can think of, all the big news out of there. Jeremy's obviously excited about that. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, very excited. Um, OVW's Heat. Uh, heat. Um, hard reset. Hard reset. My goodness. OVW's Hard Reset. Uh, was this past weekend? Uh, we we uh, had a couple of things came out of it. Um, Jesse Goners and EC3 had a match. It looks like Jesse Goners was victorious by disqualification. Um, so therefore, um, uh, that story is far from done with the with the faction and where Jesse stands and where everything's going on in that situation. And no, no longer the faction. No, the Overmen. The faction is no more. Is over, man. It's over, man. Got it. Um, and then um, you've got uh, new tag team champions, um, where the, the from the over man, um, Joe uh, Mack and Luke Curtis are your tag team champions. Um, as far as the OVW heavyweight title, it is it is sitting still on the waist of Jack Vaughn. He was victorious in that fatal four-way match. Um, and uh, any other things that I may have missed from OVW um, hard reset? The Lind Rush Division title. Linda oh, almost got beat up. Yeah. And only well, Linda. Okay, so speaking of that match, uh, so the Rush Division championship is still with Cal Hero, but during that match, because it was a blindfold match, uh, both competitors were outside the ring at some point, and both Eric and I had our some hands on us we could have been a part of that match uh cal hero first you know unwillingly got you eric at first and looks like you were almost close to get a get a fist to the face there almost got a fanny pack knuckle sandwich 
Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then Adam Revolver got a little handsy with you. You got handsy yeah. right back. Yeah. Look at you. Give him a slap. I, I will say yeah. this. Uh, we're not the only one. I, I, audience, you're watching this. I do think um, there's a lag in, in Eric Cornish's video. His audio is fine, but his video is a little off. So just FYI, we see that too. It's not just. It's, That's just it's, me. Yeah. So I just want, but your audio is fine. So okay. it's fine. Just don't, just don't try to show us a facial expression or something uh, where, where it's going to be a delay. Yeah, that one didn't seem delayed at all. Right. All right. Um, all right. So guys, be, um, before we get to um, Cody Dieter, I do want to give a shout out to um, one of our uh, sponsors. It is Collar and Elbow. That's right. When you go to collarandelbow.com, Use promo code RINGSIDE, all capital letters. You've saved 10%, and you help the Ringside Podcast out. In the process, you can some of the best wrestling apparel there is today. Give yourself – I want one of these. I want this Warzone shirt right there. Uh, you get the property of the of Collar Nebo. Life is a work. I got that. Hey, if you're a stiff worker, you like to work stiff, um, you know, we don't we don't have a Bluetooth sponsor yet, but, hey, there you go. Uh, get yourself a working stiff shirt. Uh, many different uh, things. Here's the Nitro version from, like, the, the WCW days. Uh, or do we have heat? The old, uh, the old uh, uh, Ziggy Dice T-shirt. Uh, get yourself one there. But remember to use promo code Ringside. You help the Ringside podcast out. Like I said, in the process, you get some of the best wrestling pearls there today. Colonelmobrand.com promo code Ringside. And I am sporting my Parts Unknown shirt from Colonelmo. You are. In there, which is available. Throughout the website there, collarandelbowbrand.com. Uh, but also, we want to give thanks to our special friend Chris over at prowrestlinginsurance.com. Make sure to find out how you can get paid if you get hurt. And this supplemental coverage is affordable, as low as $8 a month. It's available to everybody, to anybody. Make sure you are covered if, if you get hurt. Because you know what? If you get hurt, you get a check to help you pay. For those medical bills. So again, visit Chris at ProWrestlingInsurance.com. And if you happen to have an event coming up, there's also info that he can help you with as far as event coverage for your upcoming wrestling event. ProWrestlingInsurance.com. Make sure you are covered. That's right. All right, guys. All right. How about we uh, go ahead and uh, bring on Cody Diener, uh, getting in here, and let's let's have a uh, some nice conversation. Um, Follow Cody Diener at Cody Diener on social media. I'm sure he'll put that over later on. But let's go ahead and uh, we'll do a little transition and bring him in. All right, guys, we're back here at Ringside Podcast. And we're here with our very special guest, uh, Impact Superstar, and one of my close friends, Cody Diener. Cody, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Daniel and Jeremy and Linda. I, uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's nice to finally meet you. Daniel's told us about how you were in his top two deaners of all time. So I, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> the top two. Oh, sweet. Am I, am I, does that mean I'm number two of <laughs> two of two? Well, I mean, something like that. Oh, <laughs> I see. All right, Stop man. We're starting of off with. We're starting off with. You got heat with me already, man. Uh, Jeez, that, that was fast. Leave it to Jeremy, the heel of the show, to kind of, okay. you know, do do those kind of things. Stirring but, uh, it, he stirs the pot. All exactly. Right. That's that's yeah. That's what he does. Um, no, it, it's it's great to have you on. We've been trying to do this for the past couple of weeks, and uh, mm. we we've uh, not our schedules haven't haven't uh, matched up. So I'm glad you're able to to finally uh, make it work. So I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. 
Yeah, man. I'm busy. I have multiple jobs on top of being a husband and father of four children. So, I mean, just the father of four children thing makes it difficult to to, to do these and find a time. <laughs> that's but, the uh, job itself. That's the main job. And that exactly. takes all your time away. Yeah. Yeah. So Mrs. Diener, she's the hero of this right now because she's in the other room helping deal with the kids and making sure they're all in bed and doing what they got to do for bedtime routine so I can hop on here with you. So Mrs. Mrs. Diener, she should be in your top two Diener's right there, Dan. There you go. She should yes. be your number actually, one. Actually, there she, is. One. she is number one. Yeah. She oh, there you go. There it is. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just in case anyone that listens to this show or watches this show is not familiar with your with your work, um, you uh, you actually debut or got your or I wouldn't say debut. You started wrestling in two thousand, right? Is that is that, that yes. correctly? Yeah. So yeah, man, make me feel uh, old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we're all kind of old. <laughs> we all are. Um, but, are we yeah. okay? So, so, but it, yeah, in 2000, so like what, who trained you? Where did you start? Like, tell us a little bit about the back, uh, your background there. So I was originally trained by uh, an amazing independent wrestler named Danger Boy, Derek Wild. He mainly did most of his work in the Ontario and Canadian indie scenes, but he did do a couple of the old NWA TNA pay-per-views back okay. when they were doing the Wednesdays in Nashville. He oh, did a yeah, couple yeah. of the very early first ones. So he was one of the, actually the first of the Ontario independent wrestlers in my scene that one of the first guys to ever do the NWA TNA pay-per-views that were on Wednesdays. And man, like I remember how excited we all were when he did it. And then it became this attainable goal to so many of the indie guys in the area. So he was my, 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 my initial trainer and a guy showed up on my second day of class to help facilitate some of my training. And he would come in every Wednesday and that gentleman was Eric young. So from pretty much day one, day one, day two, Eric young had a, a very uh, influential. Um, he was just a major influence on me in my, in my training mm -hmm. and just a quick funny story about that because I, I was just thinking this the other day when I was talking to somebody. Uh, I didn't get along with my first trainer very well at first because I was one of those guys that didn't know how to open my ears and shut my mouth. Mm. So uh, I I didn't know some of these you know pro wrestling rules where you right. know, you, sh you shake everybody's hand, you just shut your mouth and do what you're told, and you, you know the deal, Daniel. Like yeah, yeah. that's what you do, and I did not know that and didn't. I was also, I was an athlete. I was a captain of all the, my sports teams. So I was used to always running my mouth because I was the captain. And if something, if someone needed help, I would jump in and be like, well, this is how you do it. Right. So there'd be oftentimes in class where somebody didn't know how to do something, I would jump in to help them. And my trainer rightfully was like, hated me for that. Like, shut your <laughs> mouth. That is not your role to be doing that. Right. So after the first day of Eric Young showing up, Derek asked him like, who's my best student? And EY was like, well, that's easy. It's, it's, it's Cody. Cody's your number one student. He's like, what Cody? I hate that guy. So from, <laughs> from day one, EY saw something in me and my original trainer slowly started to warm up to me because of EY seeing something in me. Wow. That's, that's, that's wild. <laughs> it, it's funny. You bring it up. I literally just today had a text conversation with a upcoming referee that I deal with at OVW mm -hmm. and that same rule of something like, Hey, you just need to kind of 
you know, open your ears and shut your mouth and just kind of because he was getting advice from other people and he was rubbing them the wrong way. And I was like, mm -hmm. look, this is what you got to do. And um, and uh, it was like, I've never been told that before. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, that's that's the way it is. So, yeah, it, it's funny you bring that. I literally just had that conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a, it's a good life rule, man, when, it comes, yeah, it when you're in a new environment. But I think human nature and this was the case for me my human nature was i want to show these people this knowledge that i'm picking up because i would pick up all this knowledge like really fast i would catch on to the wrestling really quick so then when i saw another student that was having the same problem i just have had but i knew what their problem was i'm like that foot is supposed to be over there and i so i know the answer right. so i want to jump in and show that hey i i can contribute i i'm catching on i'm catching on and like i want praise but all I'm doing is putting my foot in my mouth, right? right I, yeah. I think it's human nature that we do that often when there's a lot of times it's just important for us to open well, our ears and shut it also up, shows know, us a more, yeah, and we'll get to this down down the um down the road uh, when we talk about your career, but it also shows like who you are as a person in general because with you help training and young talent and and you know aging and producing things like that. I mean, you kind of. You kind of had that from the very beginning. You're, you're, you're hands on. You want to help. You want to you want to make everything better. So you kind of um, you kind of showed that in the in the beginning that you have that gift, you know, down the road. Yeah, you have to learn and do things the right way and, and you know, wrestling etiquette and stay back. But, you know, the good thing about that is you show that you can. And that's why you're in this role you are now, you know, at Impact and doing these other things that I can do. I can you know, I can teach and lead because, you know, from the very beginning, you wanted to do it basically. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. You said it really quick in passing there. You said like this gift that you have, and I really do consider it that I consider it a gift. And I, I also think that I don't want to waste that gift. It's something that I also believe really in my heart that I've been preparing for really through my whole, my whole life, even as a young kid who was an athlete and had this dream of wanting to be a wrestler, but then also this gift of, teaching people things and being able to communicate kind of what I'm thinking or what I'm seeing to people and communicating to them in a way that they can understand. I've always been like that, whether it was in sports or later on in life, I got a degree and I got my, I got a teaching degree um, when I was going through my, the independent wrestling and I knew I needed a plan B. So I got a teaching degree and did a little bit of teaching Um over the last 15, 20 years as well. So I do consider it a gift. And if I can pass on my knowledge in any way, shape or form, then I always jump at it. So I'm very, very grateful that I'm getting able to do that in a production role in mm. the job that I love the most. And I, I do, I, I consider it a gift and I don't wanna, I don't take that gift for granted at all. Yeah. You, uh, you speak of the, uh... The unwritten rules and it's obvious to see like you were you were even honoring them before we even talked when we've all got in the chat room you introduced yourself to everybody and you were very cordial and polite and i'm not used to that from daniel's friends they're normally hooligans or ruffians or uh, uh he's or so lying any other name uh, uh, with that are negative but uh one guy <laughs> that i know is not is eric young and you've already mentioned him too because i had you know you hear people getting uh, during the pandemic, there were a lot of talent everywhere that got released. And I, I just put out a tweet that was like, hopefully these guys bounce back on their feet. And EY was one of the guys I tagged. And he didn't have to do this, but he DM'd me and he said, thanks for your thoughts. I appreciate that. 
And it's just like that, just a stand-up guy. And to know that's one of the guys you learn from, I can kind of see that now. Uh, my first memory of you, though, uh, well, I think it was you, but it was this young kid, uh, Cody Still. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe he wrestled Kurt Angle. Yeah. Spot yeah. Down. Who are you talking about? <laughs> oh man, this sounds like a that feels like a lifetime ago. But yes, uh that that young Cody Steele with a with a clean-shaven face and long hair was me. This, that is correct and I did yeah. step into the ring with with Kurt Angle. Yeah. You, like that was the um wasn't he doing like the the gold medals like who's taking my gold medal who has my gold Yeah, medals? it was the Kurt Angle Invitational. Yeah, yeah, was. there you yeah. go. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um Man, that's that's wild. I uh, but that but but I looking at that though too is that that wasn't your that was your second or third WWE match. You had another WWE match before that, right? So that was actually that was my that was my second night, my second match, and my only second night in the WWE. Oh, and okay. this is yeah, go, okay. Go ahead. Night, yes, first night was a dark match versus Muhammad Hassan. This is correct. Yes, there it is. Research. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. and I I. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just no. get really excited when I get to say facts because normally Daniel does all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, so the that first night went so well. I had a dark match, and you know, dark matches back then were a lot different in that they were a true dark match. They weren't filmed; they were just for the house. And this was like an eight-minute competitive match, which meant I wasn't getting squashed you know, for three minutes, which is what most of the televised matches at that time, if you were a local talent, it's like you were getting in there to be fed to somebody and you were just taking their finishing move or taking their setup to do their finishing move. And then that was it. You weren't getting to show any of your own talents. And I was lucky enough that now this is like, this is funny. This is a case where you sometimes you just open ears and shut your mouth. But there are moments, and you have to know when these moments arise, when you do need to open your mouth. And the night that I wrestled Muhammad Hassan, I'll never forget, Sergeant Slaughter walked up to me and there are a bunch of other extras. Uh, many guys that you guys might be familiar with, there was the original Sin, Sin Bodhi was yeah. one of the extras. And then the Highlanders, Highlander uh, Robbie and Rory, who later got signed, they were also extras. And we were all standing there and Sergeant Slaughter says, we need a good... Uh, we need a good baby face to wrestle Muhammad Hassan in a singles in an eight-minute dark match. And I immediately go, I'll do it. And he goes, what's your name? He said, Cody Steele. He goes, okay. And he just writes my name down. And that's how I got my that's how I got my dark match is I was just the one that spoke up first. And so I it went very, very well. Uh, eight-minute competitive match. All the agents were praising it. And uh, Steve Kern came up to me after and uh, said that, you're coming tomorrow, right? And I said, yeah, I'm coming to going to SmackDown tomorrow. He goes, okay, I think we'll have something for you. And I showed up the next day and he introduced me to Kurt Angle and said, this is the young kid you're going to be wrestling. I uh, said that to Kurt and we struck up a conversation and that's how I got the the opportunity to the Kurt Angle Invitational the following night. That's awesome. Well, another <laughs> lesson learned, you know when to speak up. I am definitely taking that to note as well. Not like I don't know when I should and shouldn't, but now I definitely do that story. Thank you, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> So, so who was the referee? That, of course, the referee is going to ask that question, right? Who was the referee for that match? Do you know? Okay, yes, it was um, Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I remember that because I would, 
at the end of the right, one of the first things that Kurt Angle did to me is he kicked me, punted me square in the jaw and blood just immediately starts coming out of my mouth. He almost knocked me out. Like it was this crazy moment where he hits me. He was supposed to kick me in the chest, but he missed and full fledged kicked me in the face. And I thought I lost a tooth. My jaws clenched and I got blood going everywhere. He, he starts punching me, gives me the angle slam. And after he gives me the angle slam, I'm lying there in the mat and I'm, I'm, I'm clenching my jaw. I'm like, Oh, Hopefully, hopefully uh, he'll give me the ankle lock. Give me the ankle lock. Give me the ankle lock. Because the finish was supposed to be the angle slam. But he starts walking around me. And I'm like peeking, going, oh, I think he's going to give me the ankle lock. And he, then he pulls the straps down. So I must have taken the punt and the angle slam really well and good enough that he thought, I'm actually going to give this kid one more thing. I'll give him the ankle lock. So he snatches the ankle lock on me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm as soon as he does, it wakes me up and I start screaming. I'm tapping. I got blood going out. And the referee comes over to me. Mr. Armstrong is like, are you okay, kid? And I go, yeah, where's the hard cam? And he goes, what? And I go, where's the hard cam? He goes, oh, that way. And he points. So I turn to the hard cam. And then one of the floor cams guy hits the mat. And he goes, over here, over here. So I turn to him. And he zooms into my face. And I start spitting. So all the blood comes out. And they get a nice close-up of, uh, of my face. Nice. And as soon as we come back through the curtain, uh, I hear uh, someone go, how do you do? And he goes, the kid asked where the hard cam was. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew I'd done a good job there because they weren't used to that out of the extras. Right. So right, yeah, I had done yeah. my homework and I knew, hey, this is for TV, man. We got to make sure we're, we're we got this down. So I, I remember that fondly. Yeah. Beautiful. And he got footage. Of one of the matches. I got footage of that one. You can find it on YouTube. If you YouTube Kurt Angle, Cody Diener, you can see Kurt Angle kick me square in the face and beat the living crap out of me. Yes, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> uh, hey, one of the greatest of all time you get to work with. I know you've done other stuff with him down the road, but um, and um, you debuted uh, in TNA in 2008, nine. Yep, 2009. I got signed in 2008, but didn't debut until 2009. Okay. Yeah, the the scenario around that is, remember the World X Cup when they would yeah. they brought in guys from all over the world, and they literally had to get all those guys working visas so that they could come in and do it. And they wanted to bring back a new team, Canada, in 2008, and I was one of the guys because I had been wrestling on the Canadian indie scene for like eight years. And I was one of the top wrestlers in Canada. So they had they had brought me in to be in this new Team Canada. But the Team Canada never ended up being a thing. They That was the year when they ended up doing... Remember when they did Team International? They there was a, yeah, 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 that year, there was maybe going to be a Team Canada. But they had decided to go Team International instead. So I had got this contract after eight years. I signed this deal. I get my visa. I'm super excited. I'm going to debut. And like, yeah, you're not on Team Canada. You're not, you're not going to do anything. And I was heartbroken. Yeah. But I had, I had built a rapport with Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel and other people in the management and Scott Demore, obviously, uh, as well. And I was told, hey, we got something else for you. This is going to be better for you because we actually want to make you a character on the show because at that time I had completely changed my, my character from being the Cody steel that we just talked about in Kurt angle. And I'd cut my hair into a mullet and grew a handlebar mustache. And I became the white trash trailer park Cody Diener. So they realized we have something here and a character that we don't want to just throw away in this quick tournament. We're going to make you a fixture on the show. And that's how I became 
uh, ODB's on-screen boyfriend, and the, the rest is history with, with that. Yeah, and that's that's what I want to know about because I, that's I've got to hear some ODB stories because one of my favorite personalities in wrestling. I, I, you've got to have some good stories of hanging Dude, with ODB. Everybody asks me about her, and they're like, "Is she as crazy, you know, in real life as she is on screen?" And the answer is, "Hell yeah, she is. She she, she is." I was so shaking the, my head as he was saying it. I mean, oh yeah, yes, she you, is. if you yeah. know if you know Jess, you know yep, yep. you know she is what she is. So there are some stories that happened outside the ring that I cannot share publicly with the, the <laughs> listeners, but I will just say, I will just say a fond memory that I have of working with her on screen was we did this pre-tape where Vince Russo took us all around Universal Studios and we basically went on a date uh, Universal uh, Universal Studios. We ended up going on a bunch of rides. We went on the Jaws and this Woody Woodpecker ride and all these stupid things. And they just all they did was like they put a camera on us and said, OK, you guys are on a date. Go. And it was we just go on a ride and then they'd st stick a camera on us and we would just talk and we just ad lib. So it became my goal to not only be completely over the top and just crazy for this pre-tape, but every other line I gave, I would just pop ODB and she would break and she was laughing so she laughed like the entire day and i remember getting a kick out of like on this these pre-tapes where she's supposed to be interjecting we're having on this date and i'm just making her laugh the entire time acting like this crazy maniac trying to out maniac odb and i think it really it made the pre-tape work because she was genuinely i think charmed by my insanity that it made mm -hmm. it look like on screen that she was actually digging me because she was we were just we just went and we had fun and we acted like our crazy selves and uh it was it was a really fun time so much so that it's one of those days at work where you're like i'm getting paid to do this like this is this is, this is crazy i i've had a lot of those days working with impact wrestling that's for sure where it's like i can't believe i'm getting paid to do what i do yeah well one of the things i you know i brought up earlier that you know i mean yes you did the you know, um, you you came back to Impact in um, uh, what it was 2018, 19, 2018, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you you kind of kind of came in with this whole the Deaners uh, team, yeah, um, where you were introduced, kind of kind of a kind of a crazy guy with uh, with a cousin, uh, cousin Jake. So tell me about that and and how that came all about. Yeah, so I. I was really excited to come back to Impact Wrestling, but also like it is right now, and it was in 2018, the roster was stacked. Like mm -hmm. there was so many, so many amazing talents on the show. And because of that, there's only so much room on the television show because there's only so many spots that can be featured and ways to feature people on the show. And at that time, me coming in as a featured singles competitor, unless I was going to come in and debut and then be immediately put in like the main event scene, there wasn't really a spot for me. I'm not really an X division type wrestler. So the only place I could fit would be in the tag team division. So in order to make that happen, I need to find a tag team partner. So I'd done a lot of independent shows with Jake something and impact management brought him up as a potential person that they were interested in looking at and like do you think he could be a deaner and 
I had done shows with Jake and got to know Jake, and he's such an awesome guy. So I immediately put my stamp of approval on him, and not just the fact that he's super talented, but more so to me was the type of person that he was. And I'm going to attach my name literally. I'm giving him my last name and letting him take on part of my character and create this family on TV. Um, I put my stamp, my stamp of approval on it immediately, and that's that's how we were able to solidify our spot and and get our contracts after a tryout. Uh, management loved it, loved the shtick, and uh, the rest is history with with the Deaners on in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it was definitely a fun time. I, I remember, I don't know if you know this or not, and if you remember this, but my very first loop was um, the Atlanta loop where we did the uh, TNA throwback show. Okay. Okay. And it was right before the pandemic. So, oh, okay. Uh, like yeah, the yeah. February, that Fe- February, right when it hit. Oh, yeah, that was your, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. My very okay. first loop. Yeah. So we're doing that. I had matches with you and um, you were, um, and I guess you, you doing the beer gimmick where you had the beer, you take mm-hmm. a drink and you, and you're doing all that, but then there was the well, my, the the thing I remember the most. So it's not only, not even that. It was we did the TNA throwback, and there was the TNA logo, right? So we're all like, everyone's like Jake and me and other people is like marking out wanting to get our picture taken with the with the logo, right? Because we're working technically for TNA that night. Right. So um, I uh, walk up and I'm like, I oh, kind of want my picture taken, and and you and you and Jake are talking, and like you, you kind of look over. Do you mind taking a picture? I'm like yeah will you take my picture (laughs) (laughs) so we all took pictures of each other with the tna logo behind because we were like this is so cool we never would have thought you know the tna logo would be around anymore you know or whatever so that was uh that was uh but that was my my first and i just thought it was i was like of all like i just walked out the right time and you all were kind of like wanting to take your picture together but no one was around to take it and i just happened to walk right there but i was wanting my picture but no one was there either so it was just one of those moments I, again I, like i said i don't know if you ever remember it but I, to this day i always think about oh yeah that's that's when i really fir- i mean we worked together but it was like really yeah. first like talked and interacted right there was that moment that's um, awesome i thought you were with us longer than that man i didn't realize i feel like i've known you We've right been, i feel like i've known you for a lot longer than that i didn't realize that, that was your your, your first well i mean loop. i that's did cool. other i did other loops on twitch and impact plus yeah. shows throughout the okay. year throughout the other times but like that was my first official like okay. brought in for tv and yeah and then was there ever since so yeah what he's trying to say daniel is you just kind of wear on somebody and it's like <laughs> yeah it's like, man, I, that's right I, I was like, <laughs> man i've only known that this guy that's been annoying me for has only been annoying me for like three years what yeah, it yeah. feels like at least 30 <laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly oh. um so um you transitioned uh this was pretty cool this was uh about like I, I don't know why I remember this, but I do. It was November of 20, 2001. Or two, I'm sorry, 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was um, it was in Vegas tapings. We were doing Turning Point in TV. That is where you kind of like switched and started doing the producer role, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had some changes happen in the, in the producer section. Um, and so you kind of started doing that. What was... Like, tell me, was that kind of talked about beforehand, or was that just one of those like, you're doing it this this loop? You know, what? How did that come about? Yeah, man, you have a really good memory. I, you're you're definitely right, it because I remember exactly where I was standing. It was I went up to Scott Demore, and I had, who I've known for years. I've worked with him for many years in Border City Wrestling in in Windsor, Ontario, and um, I've helped produce some other things 
in 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 the past like you mentioned like some twitch specials and some Mm kind of in um just one night only type things i'd helped a little bit here and there and also put together a lot of matches with scott demore in the past so i knew he kind of respected my mind for wrestling and i saw this opportunity like you said there was a lot of roles kind of people coming in and coming out of the production, I saw that there was an opening and it's something that I had thought about for a long time getting involved in, but I had always kind of told myself, no, I'll do that when I'm done wrestling, then I'll be a producer. But I started to think to myself, seeing guys like Chris Sabin and, and Rhino and other guys that are doing both. I started to realize, wait a minute, like I don't have to wait until I'm out, done in the ring. I can do that now. There's an opportunity to do that now to contribute and do that now and increase my value within impact wrestling and the wrestling business as a whole. It's just going to increase my value. Just making myself an asset. I really believe that that's important that anybody does this in this business. You have to, you have to be able to multitask and do different roles within the business, not just because you love it, which I do, but also because it makes yourself an asset. So, with that in mind, I went up to Scott Demore and said, I know that there's, you know, you need some help. If you need some help in the production standpoint, it's something that I want to do. And I'm, I'm just putting my name in the hat. And he said, oh, yeah, you got great timing because I was going to come and ask you today if you wanted to do it. And I said, wow. Yeah. He goes, OK, come come to the meeting tomorrow. You're in. You start tomorrow. And then that next day I was in the meeting and I was I was producing. So it was it was literally happened just like that wow that's 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 amazing no and and i just remember it being like uh you know what throughout the pandemic and there, there was a certain group of people that we used and um and when you get a new person you haven't you've been a producer for a while or whatever it's mm-hmm. like oh well so and so's oh cool this is they're gonna produce it they're gonna produce a couple matches okay that and and they're gonna wrestle you know so it, it kind of stood out but I, re- I remember it being uh um that because we lost uh one of our uh great canadian producers to the wb and mm-hmm. um it was like oh well we need there was a fill-in and it's like oh we'll replace one canadian with another right so that's right <laughs> um i know you i know i know you don't have very much time so i kind of want to uh touch on this is um well i know well linda you actually wanted to ask a question i want to get your question in uh, great yeah so we touched on earlier how you have that gift of helping so outside of wrestling just kind of want to get into uh what you've done with the fundraising work that you've done the past couple years yeah thank you thank you linda for asking about that Mm -hmm. i uh i've always felt about professional wrestling that ultimately it's for it's for the kids whenever i do independent shows i do a lot of independent wrestling shows where there's a lot of kids and there's a lot of families there and i that's when I fell in love with wrestling when I was very young. So I don't know what it is about myself and I guess it's my approach to wrestling, but on the, on the independent wrestling circuit, I've started to meet a lot of young wrestling fans, young kids that really looked up to me and were drawn to me for whatever reason. And so many parents would come up to me and be like, man, you're my kid's favorite wrestler and they're dressing up for you and ha- as ha- in Halloween and all this stuff. So I would meet these kids and then start making friendships with these kids. And in doing so, I, I would, I'd started connecting with these kids and their families and started learning some of their personal stories and learning kind of some of the struggles that they, they, they went through and decided that I wanted to help them in some way and give back to the community in these communities that I was visiting very, 
very often. So I started to do fundraisers with these kids that I met at shows. So whether it was a young girl named Reagan, who's autistic and was helped by an amazing place called the Lansdowne Children's Center to get involved in community programs, or this young deaf wrestling fan I met named Christopher, who goes to the Rumball Camp for the Deaf every summer. And we did a fundraiser together to send more kids to the summer camp. I was meeting all these kids and decided that I could, I wanted to give back to the community anyways, why don't I do it alongside these kids? So I started something called Giver for Charity, um, where I don't just want to give her in the ring, which is something I used to say when I come down to the ring. When I was doing the Diener gimmick, I'd say just give her. And I told the kids, I don't want to just give her in the ring. I want to give her for charity as well. So I've done fundraisers with, with kids for local charities all across Canada. And we year to date, um, we started this in 2018. I started doing this. And together with all these kids, we've raised almost $20,000 for different children's charities uh, all, all across Canada. And it's something I'm very proud of and something that I continue to do to this day. And uh, it gives me a lot of fulfillment giving back to the community in that way. Yeah, that's great to hear, Cody, especially when you have that connection within wrestling and giving back to those who looked up to you and continue to look up to you. And I, that's what wrestling is about. It's about connection. And if you can connect to somebody if you can connect to your audience in a real true authentic way then you can you can make someone a fan for life and you can make them fall in love and, with wrestling just the way that i have and then i i saw the looks in these kids eyes when i would do these shows and i still see this look every weekend when i do independent wrestling shows when i'm at shows where there's kids in the audience like i see that look and i remember the reason i know that look is because it's the look that i had when i was five years old and i was went to my first wrestling show and was completely hooked so i make sure that i give those kids my time and i make that i make that connection i don't take that connection for for granted and you know it's combining two things that i'm passionate about i'm passionate about making a difference and helping people and teaching people like we talked right at the beginning of this conversation but i'm also passionate about wrestling so if i can use this amazing thing called professional wrestling to help people in in, in any way that i can then that's that's a win-win yeah Absolutely. for sure um something recently just started i uh, wanted to kind of get you a chance to plug this for our audience and whatnot is uh, a podcast and mm -hmm. um it's, it's wrestling is life is wrestling right is that the name is that's that the, right yeah wrestling is life is wrestling because yes. wrestling is life and life is wrestling yes yes it's 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 actually very like i i told you about it uh um after the very first episode i heard i was like wow this is a unique different style that you're used to like it's i like how you break things down you bring your kids on here they're a part of it which mm -hmm. is really cool um and uh but you've you you get conversations with with some amazing guests so far you've had josh alexander uh courtney rush aka rosemary uh, joe hendry crazy steve was the most recent one i believe mm -hmm. um and and there's like and they're they're like some really in deep in in-depth conversations that uh it's it's different than you find on any of the podcasts so like i i wanted you to get a chance to talk about it and plug it because it's i've it's been one of my new favorite podcasts to listen to. I'm not just saying that because you're on here. I'm legit. Like, it's fun. So. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted to do what you guys are doing. You guys are doing this podcast. And I've kind of thought about doing what you're doing and doing a podcast 
for years because I love podcasts. I love the medium where you don't just do quick sound bites. You can talk to somebody at length. And I listen to so many podcasts when I'm on the road. It's literally kept me alive for a long time because I'll be, I'll drive five hours and by myself in a vehicle. It's like, the only way I can stay awake is to listen to an engaging and intriguing conversations. And most of the stuff I listen to happen to be engaging and intriguing wrestling conversations. So I've wanted to do this for a long time, but I'd kind of convinced myself that, oh, there's too many wrestling podcasts and everybody's got a podcast. And, was, you know, I, I, I don't know how to do it and how to work the technology and blah, blah, blah. And I'd convinced myself all the reasons not to do it. And then I just kind of switched my thinking. And one of the things that switched my thinking was, I'm also, I told you at the beginning of the conversation too, I also have another, other jobs. So not just being a dad and a wrestler and a producer, I'm also a professional speaker. I travel all across North America, going into schools and doing motivational speeches to, to kids. And one of the things I always tell them is to focus on the positive rather than the negative. And I realized I was focusing on the negative reasons why I shouldn't do a podcast. And I switched my thinking and realized about all the reasons why I should. And then I start when I was thinking about concepts, I realized that I had so much material already for a podcast because when I go around and speak to kids at schools, I'm telling them about my life in wrestling. That's all I'm doing. I'm telling them my journey. I just tell them my story. And then as I tell them my story at each main moment in my story, I tell them the life lesson that I learned through that experience. And as I started to talk to my friends and other wrestlers about their experience and the lessons that they learned in my private conversations, I'm like, this is a podcast, this, what I already do for a living speaking, but just do that with other wrestlers and people can learn through their stories because I know, I believe that stories are very, very powerful. If we just stop and listen to people's stories, we can learn something. So if, especially if we're being intentional about learning something about their story. So that's what the podcast is all about. Listening to the life stories of, of my friends and seeing what we can learn about life through their experience. Because from my experience, I've learned so many life lessons through wrestling. Hence, wrestling is life and life is wrestling. So that's what we do in the podcast. And I, I have access to so many amazing people through working with Impact Wrestling that I've I brought those people on that you mentioned. And I got some more people kind of in the can right now that are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited about it. So I'd love for your listeners that are dedicated to your guys' podcast to add me to their to to their weekly listening so that they just go on any podcast platform and they type in wrestling is life is wrestling uh, with Cody Diener, then mine, mine will pop up there and they can download it, rate, review, subscribe, and do all that fun stuff. I'll put the links in our in our show notes or awesome in, in that great too as well yeah it's 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 for sure it's something that uh you know just give it a try because once you try it you're gonna be like wow this is pretty cool and um it's it's really and i like how you break it down in two parts that's something that uh we've we've done once or twice but that's uh that makes it kind of it you always it always do that cliffhanger too and i'm like ah, oh, he got me he's like oh well, <laughs> that next week and i'm like oh yeah man yeah so, now and I lo I love your lesson, you know, focus on the positive and not the negative. And since since we're on that, what was it like to murder somebody on TV? Oh man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know sometimes where you're like 
I would someone makes you so angry and you just you have to let something out, you have to just release it and like, oh, I just want to kill you. Well, guess what? I got to do that and act that out on film. All of my pent-up aggression and anger, just with one giant stab, just got to go through. So that's the positive <laughs> I'm gonna focus on. Yes, I got to let all my but aggression. he got better. He did he he got got better. Better. Yeah. exactly. Yes, for those fans that follow Impact Wrestling and they follow the saga, we're talking about storytelling here, man. Yeah. Life stories and stories. Man, I'm genuinely, all kidding aside, I'm very proud of the story that we told in that in that saga that's still yeah. continuing to this day. The best storytelling is in Impact Wrestling. It's another reason why I love wrestling there. I 100%. love stories. No, you're I right. Love telling stories. Yeah. And so does Impact Wrestling. So that's where it, it's at, man. It, it, as much as I know me and you are obviously going to be biased, but I say this on the show all the time. It is the best program top to bottom you're going to find uh, from from any storytelling to wrestling to just what it, you want to laugh and have fun. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're going to have all of that. It's it's there's you can watch other programs and there's like, oh, that's I can turn the channel on that or I can fast forward that. But you're not going to find that with impact at all. It's just agreed. It's, it's the best wrestling show on TV, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, y'all know I watch wrestling of all kinds and definitely only because I've been watching it so much more longer would I put another, and we won't say the company, but I'll put them in one, but y'all are leaps and bounds above everybody else, in my opinion. Yeah, so Thank I, you. I enjoy, I enjoy coming down there and, and watching y'all do the tapings from time to time and and what, and what and watching on TV, so I, I appreciate what y'all do. Well, let well, me put, let me let me put somebody over. I want to put Daniel over because I no 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 I'm gonna it's gonna kind of be a blanket put over, so I'm not gonna like narrow in on Daniel specifically. But I do I I, I put out a tweet, um, and this is this goes to what you're just talking about, Jeremy. And I put out a tweet saying, "Hey, thank if you're a wrestler, thank your referees, thank your announcers, thank the people running the music, thank the cameramen, like." Thank all the people that go into making that show possible. Daniel being one of those guys, he's a referee. So what, what you're saying, Jeremy, when you're talking about how good the show is, that's not just because of the talent on the screen. It's because of the talent behind the scenes. And I get to see that firsthand. So does Daniel being in the production meeting and seeing all the things that go into making impact wrestling and a wrestling show, what it is. People have no idea the no, they, work that go that goes into it. So I yeah. always am going up and telling people how awesome they're doing. I was just telling Lou, he's one of our marketing guys. We just did we just did a a show in White Plains. I put him over right, right now publicly. I told him I said, "Good job, Lou," because he's was a main factor in making sure that we sold out white plains like we did our, our last loop for, for two nights we sold that place out it was one of our largest crowds in, in in years and a lot of that was from the blood sweat and tears of lou now lou d'angeli is not gonna if i said that right now and he was on the screen he's like no it's not just me it's he would he'll just, get up he would, and walk he'll walk yeah, away he'll he walk away like no 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 but it's like it's him but it's it's him and the entire team yeah. it's a team it's a family at impact wrestling and it 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 you know it, it takes a village to to raise a kid well it, it takes a team to to raise a wrestling show up and we've we've raised a hell of a show i think and we've we've got an amazing team at impact wrestling Daniel Spencer included them, even even if you guys don't 
don't think so. Only one, only one, only one person has that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else. I work, I, no, my no. favorite part of the show every week is when he gets clotheslined accidentally by oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Right. There it is. Um, one one uh, final question, and we'll we'll let you go. We again appreciate your time. If, yep. This is kind of the generic, stupid question, but I have to ask because why not, right? If you and you can break it down into different parts of your career or whatnot. But if right now and it, it is it, when they ask me, I always it's a it's a broad uh, question because there's so many different answers. Yeah. But what if you had to label one or two of some of your favorite matches or moments at Impact or just in your career in general? What would that be? Oh man, there's 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 so many. I the first thing that came to mind actually is um something I just did. I just got finished and the the final episode is coming up right now. It, it's actually the the trilogy podcast that I did with Crazy Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I I recently just tweeted out and said this on my podcast. I was like, this might be the best thing I've ever done in wrestling. And I'll give you a little inside scoop. My buddy Steve came up to me just a couple of days ago, you know, with, with a tear in his eye, telling me how much that meant to him, having me say that because he knows I've done a lot in 23 years of wrestling. And for me to say that that was one of the best things I've ever done, it meant a lot to him. And I told him I wasn't kidding. And I felt like it was so important to tell Steve's story. A lot of people don't realize the the obstacles and the things that my friend Steve has overcome. He was born legally blind, and he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world on a national televised wrestling show, one of the biggest and best wrestling companies in the world, and he's legally blind. He came from nothing. He grew up in a trailer park. His parents got divorced. His mother committed suicide. He was 120 pounds, and he's literally came from nothing he should be the walking statistic of everybody else he should have been a failure he should have been a nobody he should have been nothing being from what he came from but he has gone on to become the man that he is today and it's such an inspiring story and he hasn't told his story in depth to a lot of people partially because he's doesn't have necessarily the medium to do it, but also because he's super humble and doesn't want to make that a focus and even really talk about that. But because I'm his friend, he was willing to open up with me and tell every detail of his story. And we did that in a three part series on my podcast. And I was so, I'm so proud of it. Not just because it's exactly what I wanted my show wrestling as life was wrestling to be like, but I've been getting a lot of comments and messages from fans saying how much that conversation that me and Steve had it meant to them and how it's helped them. And that's the whole reason why I started doing the podcast. So it's, it's literally, I just did it and it's, but it's, like I said, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever done in, in, in my wrestling career. And it's something that didn't even happen in the ring, but it's associated with my wrestling and my career because of the opportunities that I've had. So I'm very, very proud of that. And uh, I want more people to, to know about Steve and more people to listen to that. So that's my answer, Daniel. Love it. That's a great answer. Awesome. Yeah. Steve's awesome. I can't wait to listen now. Yeah. Go right. check it out, man. And let me know what you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I know you kind of mentioned it earlier. Just kind of get where can they um, where can they find you on social media and and where can they find you on uh, 
find the podcast for yeah man if you just go to well my social media i put there on the screen for anybody that's watching this rather than listening to it's just at cody deaner and i got instagram twitter and facebook and then i made it easy i have a website as well it's codydeaner.com and if you go to codydeaner.com there'll be a link there that'll go right to my to my podcast page and you can you can listen to all the episodes there and that gives you a link whether you got apple you got spotify you got google Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform is of choice you can find it on codydeaner.com and all the links are there for whichever streaming service you want to listen to and podcast service it's all there or just type in wrestling as life is wrestling and it's it, it's there people want to book me for their wrestling show the promoters literally listen to this you just you can go to book Cody at CodyDinner.com. That's my email. You can book me for your show. And you can also go to CodyDinner.com if you're interested in bringing me to your school to do a speech. There's a link right there. Let's send you to my speaking page and let you know all my topics and, and how to get a hold of me to book me at your school as well. There you go. That's uh, the I uh yeah, man. Hit 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 him up. Uh you'll never you won't be disappointed whether you're getting whatever it is whether it's wrestling speaking at your school or just or doing your podcast or whatever it may be so like you're gonna get you're gonna be entertained and uh and uh gonna get a life lesson for sure um cody thank you so much man i i, I appreciate I'm, i know we said it was going to be a little less time than this and i appreciate you be willing to hang out a little longer and do this uh with us um and um looking forward to we got impact 1000 aaron this week that's right man um it's gonna be then, good uh, and then we got the memphis tapings coming up so be out for that go out for those and get tickets at uh, impactwrestling.com that's right. right cody thanks again man appreciate it thank you daniel thank you jeremy thank you linda and thank you eric i appreciate you guys having me on hey cody if you ever want to uh host another show i think this would look a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're always willing to throw Daniel to the side for anybody that's more talented. I love it. Let's let's do it. Let's do this again. We'll do a. Daniel said he meant he liked my the way I do two parters. Let's do a two parter. Let's do this again, and we'll we'll dig a little bit deeper in some of your other questions. I know I had to. I I got to run because I got to do my other job and make sure that my two older kids are in bed right now. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do my other my other d job as a dad here, and we'll we'll do a part yeah. two sometime down the road. Absolutely. I'd love I to have so. you back on and do that for sure. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Cody Diener. And uh man, that was that was a great, great episode. I was really I mean, I knew it was gonna be good, but better than I thought. Yeah, super inspirational. I gotta tell you, I uh you know, in my last few days of radio, uh last time that uh, those guys came to Louisville. Um, I, I did get something from Lou who he was talking about, uh, you know, and said, would you know of any schools that wanted to bring in Cody Diener as a speaker? And uh, at the time, you know, I could, there was nobody that I could send him to, but I just thought, huh, interesting. Cody Diener, a motivational speaker. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. But now listening to all that, absolutely, I would go and listen to him speak. He's amazing. Yeah, I learned so many different life lessons. I mean, literally, as his podcast speaks of that, wrestling's life is wrestling. Just from hearing him speak to it, and this all makes sense. It all comes full circle. Him wanting to help many years ago and still doing that—it's just amazing. I yeah, truly, truly enjoyed speaking with Cody. Yeah, absolutely, I absolutely. I, I and guys, I, I said this to him and. I brought it up and he put it over. I mean, better than anybody else could, because obviously it's his, it's his passion, his show, but you got to check out um, his podcast. Wrestling is life is wrestling because it really like, I was blown away. Like I, 
I know me and Jeremy talked about this when we started this show and, and we had others on and I wanted this show to be different. And I have, we had done some different segments in the past. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we brought back the pipe bomb segment that we haven't brought, we haven't done since, which you need to bring that back. But, um, we did, we used to do other segments. I wanted it to be different, like a rest, like a radio show and things like that. But when I heard his podcast and like, listen, and I was like, and I'm going, this is, this is different a lot. Like, it threw me for a loop because I was expecting it to be another typical wrestling podcast where you're just bringing someone on, you're talking, you're promoting everything. Oh, look, we do here. But it was, it's very unique how he does it. And I love how he interacts and brings his kids in and gets them to be a part of it because it shows you how much of a family man he is. And they, they get into it. And then he goes in depth in these interviews. And like, it's so, it's, it's, we, we talked about wrestling or whatever, but like, he legit goes deep in some of these discussions and it's really good stuff. It, um, it, it, it actually makes me wish I still had the other show I used to do with man beast called, um, um, what makes you tick? Because it, it's like that. Like it's really going in deep into what, what makes them who they are and life lessons. And it's really cool. I highly recommend it. And I haven't, I've, I've listened to everybody, but the crazy Steve, because I, heard there was a three part so i didn't want i'm like i'm one of those weird ones that i'll if i listen to part one and he makes me wait for part two i'm like crap now i gotta wait i gotta so i just wait till they're both available and listen to them back to back so i'm waiting for part three to become available so i can go listen to steve one two and three because i cannot wait to hear what he has to say about crazy or what crazy steve has to say about his career and stuff and crazy steve is a great guy love steve um so i can't wait to hear his story I mean, i've heard some of his story but i can't wait to hear it more in depth as well so definitely go check it out i can't put it over enough um it's awesome um yeah man i, I and i'm glad he i can't wait to have him back on because we didn't really get to the surface of who cody dina really is you know uh that's that's the thing we just we kind of did his highlights of his career and in, in in a quick you know 45 minutes we really didn't get to talk to him about yeah. his his passions and stuff like we like i really wanted to so yeah can't wait to have him back he's uh he's an awesome guy and uh look forward to listening to his podcast too whenever eric talks now i just imagine i'm watching one of those <laughs> old school movies where it's like hi <laughs> how are you <laughs> It's, it's oh, Shinsuke oh, Nakamura all over again, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'll just do the mouth moving for him. You talk, Eric, and I'll just move your mouth, move my mouth. <laughs> See, because the thing is, I look normal to me, but not to you, apparently. Do we look normal to you? Yes. Oh wow. Okay. So. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, internet upload issues, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But how about this, Eric? How about before we go and talk a little further, do anything else? Why don't we? Uh, why don't you tell us how to, you know, trim things and keep things going? Well, hey, support for the Ringside Podcast. Maybe we need a little more support on my internet side. Uh, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over eight million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, free worldwide shipping. And all you got to do is insert the code, which is referee at manscaped.com. And if my math is correct, which I'm hoping it is, that's about 16 million balls. About, roughly, but not rough. 
That's right. Smooth. Because when you got Manscaped, everything's going to be smooth and it's going to be, uh, well, lacking in the nicks and cuts. And who wants those anyway, right? Plus, uh, all of their tools are waterproof. So you can use those inside the shower and not get the hair all over the floor. And uh, you'll get the lawnmower inside that performance package. You will also get the weed whacker, which will take care of the nose and ear hair. And you'll get some other goodies in there as well, which will all make the ladies in your life happy. They'll make you happy. And uh, you know what? You'll just be looking a little more professional, a little more slick, and uh, exactly the way you should be with Manscaped. So check it out. Not only the performance package 4.0, but also the beard trimmer, which I love, and I know Daniel loves as well when he's able to sport the beard. So uh, definitely check it out. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code REFEREE. Get 20% off that performance package and free shipping as well. Manscaped.com. That's right. And we have to give one more shout out uh, to um, another one of our sponsors. That is Cornbread Hemp. When you go to cornbreadhemp.com, use promo code ringside there. You save 15% on CBD products. Some of the best CBD products and gummies available. There's right there. They're showing you those watermelon gummies that you can get. Um, and uh, I tell you what, I am a flight to and from White Plains. Man, did I have a great flight. You Take, take the advice. Yes, I took your advice. I took your advice, Eric, and used that. Also, um, when I had uh, some little uh, lower back pain, I, I did use that, uh, that CBD balm. Um, I rubbed it on right there. Where is it at? Let me find it there. It's uh, lo- Well, there's the lotion. The lotion works, too, as well. Um, but uh, i got to find this, this. There it is right there, this balm right here. This stuff right here is amazing as well and look see that price there you save money when you use our promo code ringside you don't pay that price so this is all their products you have many amazing products to choose from go to cornbreadhemp.com and use promo code ringside and save today um yeah man i'm look i know we talked about this at the beginning of the show i can't wait to um go check out oh there you go awesome I can't wait to go uh, check out Wrestlers. Um, go go binge watch it. Uh, that way, next week we have a lot to talk about. It's available now on Netflix, so go check it out. And um, maybe we'll have a surprise guest next week uh, from the show. We'll see. Yeah, it should be interesting what we see, our thoughts and everything, and getting your thoughts on the show itself. Did you finish the whole season maybe in one night i know that's gonna be my goal but i don't know if that's gonna happen jeremy's got his hand up so definitely tune on in and let us know what you think too jeremy can't, can't wait you know it, it's almost like it's almost like i want to do a bonus episode or just another episode this week where we would just react to wrestlers so maybe um maybe i'm not saying we do this thursday or friday but maybe if we in our group chat I'm just throwing this out there live so people can hear. So in case that we are or not live, I guess, but it's out there just in case. Maybe we can chat it up. If for some reason we come up with a time, it doesn't matter what time of day it is, if it's during the weekend or whatever, we just record something and we throw out a, we can call it a bonus episode or just another episode we throw out there of our reaction to wrestlers so we can talk about it. In addition to an episode next week, us getting, you know, one of the stars from the wrestlers on that's not us, uh, somebody else. Uh, I can but, already uh, tell you what my reaction is going to be. Not enough me, too much Daniel Spencer. 
<laughs> My goodness. All right. Spoiler. Spoiler. Okay. Well, you know, it is what it is on that. Is that me? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Technical. Di- We're all having technical difficulties tonight. So, guys, you can you can get us on every podcast avenue out there: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio app, or just go to RingsidePodcast.com. Uh, you can get us on the social media: the Twitter, X, IG, Threads, Facebook, and YouTube at Ringside Podcast. The video version of this podcast though is on YouTube, so go to YouTube.com/slash at Ringside Podcast. Subscribe right there. Click that button. It's over there somewhere. Click the button. Subscribe. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe and follow us on the on the audio version too as well. Um, whichever your flavor, if you like the audio, if you like the video, whatever your flavor is, follow us, subscribe us. It helps us out tremendously and we appreciate that. Uh, we're also on the TikTok at the Ringside Podcast on TikTok and individually on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSZ. I'm on Instagram at Linda K PWR, Twitter at Linda K22, or you can find links to my socials and merch at lovelylindak.com. And you can find me all the places uh, besides the ninja movies that I apparently am starring in now at Eric on the air. You can also find me on Cameo, and uh, you can get the shirts at ProWrestlingTees.OVW. Eric, and uh, also at the brand new ShopOVW.com. Yes, ShopOVW.com. You can get your Daniel Spencer t-shirts there, as well as ProWrestlingTees.com slash Daniel Spencer. But ShopOVW.com, you'll find a shirt that I know is going to be on wrestlers because I know Brian Kennison wore it so many times. It's the official Daniel Spencer shirt, so... Make sure you uh, definitely um, get yourself one of those. As seen on TV, I can start saying that now. As seen on Netflix, right? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, be sure once again to check out Cody Deaner's podcast, Wrestling is Life is Wrestling with Cody Deaner on all podcast avenues. Um, you can go to CodyDeaner.com for all of his links and everything there. Again, thank you, Cody, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Um, and um, I, it's, uh, I can't wait to um, I can't wait to have him back on. Can't wait to have him back on. So, all right. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Before we go, I think I need to either take a quick nap so I can stay up and watch as many episodes as possible, or just go in for the long haul. We don't even know how long every episode is going to be. That's the fun part. Like we're saying, we're going to binge it, but like they could be two-hour episodes. Now you're talking fourteen hours worth. So I did see a review that they're they're sixty second, sixty minutes long. Sixty so. minutes. Okay. All yeah. right. I, I would have guessed forty-five to sixty. So that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's yeah. a good length. That's kind of like what the last chance you you ones were. So seven. So seven hours you got to commit to to watch it all. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I took off work tomorrow. The wife's off work tomorrow. We're gonna be watching it all day long. Good deal. There you go. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and watching. As always, in the meantime, between time. Until next time, you can catch us ringside. And just, you know, if you can follow my mouth. Huh? Uh, no. It's the Muppet Show. What can I say? <laughs> He's Kermit. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>